So we're going to move on to the medium budget now. And so these include all the low budget things, but we're going to add some things to it. So once you get to the place that you have some extra money that you want to invest in taking your business to the next level, these are things that you should consider adding into your marketing plan. And first is pay-per-click type ads or Google ads. Those, um, especially in certain fields, can be really effective at building your uh, incoming customers really quickly. Um, for me, in the personal injury attorney space, those the price point for uh, pay-per-click ads is higher than any other profession. It is the most highly advertised profession that exists. So it's really, really expensive for me to do these type of ads. But if you're in essentially any other business, it's going to be a great bang for your buck. It's going to be quicker um, stream of revenue and phone calls than, uh, than anything else. There's different types of marketing. There's brand building, which is kind of the, uh, marathon. It takes time and sometimes years for people to start to recognize and know your, your brand, but the pay-per-click ads, um, are a much quicker way to get that phone to ring. And the Google ads, they can be customized to fit your budget. I remember I was working with a fairly new business owner and he was like, I don't have a lot of money, but I need people to see my business because it's such a competitive field. Everyone's Google rank rankings are higher than me. I need to do something. So we set a daily budget of $10 a day. I asked him, what would you normally spend on lunch every day? He said, $10 a day. I said, okay, well, that's going to be your budget. And what we did is we ran it for a month um, to, just to see how it would do. And also, if you're just starting out with your Google Ads account, you can qualify for a free $500 credit if the coupon's available, a free $500 credit after you've spent $500. So you can essentially get um, $1,000 worth of ad spend for $500. Um, so don't let Google ads scare you too much because you can customize them to fit your budget. And then once you start getting money coming in from, from those, then you can increase it. Right. Right. Start low if, if you're in the lower range of the medium budget, and then you can always increase it once you see the success of it. And Google ads are great too, because you can track the progress. You know how many people are clicking on it. You know, you know, there's a lot of metrics there that you can evaluate it and improve it um, over time. Absolutely. And it is something that you have to monitor because keywords that were commonly searched last month may not be the keywords that are commonly searched this month. Um, but Google will tell you all of that. Google will tell you which keywords are performing well, which ones aren't. Um, so it's really important that if you do have a Google ad account to make sure that you're maintaining it so that your um, cost per click doesn't get too high. So the next item to consider in a medium budget marketing plan is paid social media ads. So these are those same ads that you were doing on the low budget for without boosting them or putting any money behind them. And now you can pay to get a broader audience on those social media ads. Um, it's great that you can target that audience and narrow in on who your target market is and you know you're just going to get a broader reach of of your 
uh, marketing materials and your ads by now paying for them on social media? Yes. Um, paid social media ads are highly effective. It can increase your visibility. So if you're just starting out, it's a great way to connect with people who are outside of your friends or your followers. And when you're looking at paid social media ads in a medium budget, you're probably going to have to be selective on which platforms you're paying and how much you're paying per month. And so you want to be aware of where your target market is. Still currently, all all the statistics I'm looking at, still Facebook is still the biggest of all the um, social media platforms. So in a general sense, Facebook may still be the best place to be putting those ads. If you are a different type of business, though, where your market is only going to be really on TikTok, if you're really focusing on younger people, or if Instagram is going to be better for you because you're a photographer and you just do photos, certain platforms may be better for you. But in a general sense, Facebook is still the biggest one out there, uh, followed closely behind YouTube. Um, and so that's really going to be the best place if you can only afford to do one. Facebook's probably going to be the best place to start uh, unless you have one of those businesses that really you need to target just LinkedIn because you're only looking for accountants or only looking for high net worth people or whatever. And another factor to consider is your marketing expenses can be written off as an advertising expense. And I think a lot of business owners don't like they, they understand that that's true, but they don't necessarily think about it in the moment when they're paying for it month to month to month. Um, so something that you can play around with, which is something that I do with my business is towards the end of the year when I see that, um, you know, I need some more deductions, um, I will go ahead and invest some of that money um, into the advertising for my business. And the other thing you can do with the paid ads is to build your email list by offering freebies. And we'll probably do a, a podcast on that soon, giving you the strategies on how to best do that. But just in a general sense, those ads can be used to, number one, drive tra traffic to your website, but also get you email addresses to add to your email list to keep bolstering that email marketing campaign as well. Uh, the next medium budget recommendation I have, and I think this is really underutilized by most businesses, is targeted business gifting. Um, the IRS allows you to write off up to $25 for a business gift, and that excludes um, the shipping and packaging costs. So you can, you can buy some really cute and effective memorable type gifts to send out to your clients that will really make a lasting impression. Um, and for example, I send to my clients at the beginning of their case, a welcome packet, and it's got a t-shirt in it and uh, a staff phone list with our pictures so they know who all the staff are. It has a magnet they can put on the fridge, uh, you know, uh, I think a pen and a couple other little things. Um, but that's something that they appreciate and it kind of brings a smile to their face and it's just an, a little extra step to show that you care. And then when their case settles, I have another gift that I send them that's kind of a congratulations gift on your settlement. And it just really um, 
it really makes an impression on the clients that you care about them. You're going above and beyond. There's a whole lot of strategies to business gifting that that I plan to do a, a podcast on, but targeted business gifting can be uh, affordable in a medium budget and can really go a long way towards opening the doors towards new for new relationships, but also building relationships with the uh, the people you're already in touch with, your current client base. And I completely agree with you. I one thing that I do is it, if um, I know I, one of my clients, one of the first things that I ask him is, when is your birthday? When is your birthday? Um, are there any special holidays that you celebrate? Um, and then I keep it in a database so that when their birthday comes around, I can go buy them crumble cookies or send them flowers. Um, also, I kind of keep an eye on them on social media to see what's going on with their life. You know, did they lose somebody special to them? Because then I'm going to send them a gift as well. Or is their mother sick? Because then, you know, I'm going to see what I can do to help lift the burden off of them. And really those thoughtful gestures and those small touches make all of the difference in the relationship because it shows that your your clients are not just a number, that they are important to you. And people are going to most likely do business with individuals that they know care about them the most. And even if you're in the low budget category, I never underestimate the value of just a card. Sending a card of a birthday card, as you mentioned, but any type of card, just thinking of you, haven't seen you in a while, um, hope you're doing well, let's grab lunch sometime. You know, any type of card that comes in the mail, I think people appreciate the personal touch behind that. And, and I think that that would be a great way to get started on the business gifting, but in a smaller, lower budget um, way. It, make, it makes a huge difference. I know um, we received our first fan mail a couple weeks ago from Jessica Taylor um, just saying something sweet like, I, I'm loving the podcast. You guys are doing great. Keep up the great work. And that made my day. It made me so happy um, just to see the positivity and the motivation. So never underestimate the dis- the the impact that um, a postcard or a card can have. And you'll remember that. Yes. You will remember that forever. I mean, for a really long time. And it will always, anytime you think of Jessica Taylor, you are going to have a smile on your face because you will think fondly of her because she took that extra time to send you that note. So, yes, the handwritten uh, notes and cards are really well received and a great way to... Uh, build the relationship in a little bit different way. You know we're all about that case, about that case, no trouble. All about that case, about that case, no trouble. All about that case, about that case, no trouble. All about that case, about that case. At Volts Legal, we are all about your case. Text or call to schedule a free consultation for all your legal needs. VoltsLegal.com. So another medium budget uh, area, and this this could be a low budget as well, or it could be high budget. This one could be customized based on where you are, but trade shows and conferences. And, and this is where you go to these 
big events and you have a table or booth and you set up. And the reason I put it in medium budget and not in the low budget is because if you know me, you know I go all out on the things that I do. And so to me, the trade show or conference isn't worthwhile unless I'm making an impact and people are remembering that I was there. And I've been the person in the low budget category where I just showed up with my air fresheners and passed out my my air fresheners to everyone who walked by. But I can't say that I was making the most of that opportunity. I had an audience who was walking by and I could have made that a more memorable experience. And so I put it in the medium budget because I think it's the most effective if you can put some money behind it, if you can make those gifts something that are gonna draw attention. I give the example, we might've given this one before, of a -A Build-A-Bear at a a conference I went to, or it was an outdoor event that the city was putting on, and it was, I think, an Easter event, so mostly targeted at kids. And there was a real estate company who had Build-A-Bear set up, and it was, and, and not not the not the brand build a bear, but a, a, a knockoff. They had these stuffed animals that the kids would stuff and then sew them up. And there was a line of kids waiting to make their stuffed animal. And I was just thinking that is brilliant. They made the most of this opportunity and those parents are going to remember that real estate company. So that is a great example of how to make a great opportunity out of a trade show or conference. And so I think if you go big and be memorable, then then that's the best way to do it. And if you are in the low category, but you still have a great opportunity to participate in a trade show or a conference, there are other ways to make a lasting impact that don't necessarily cost a lot of money in terms of gifting. So one thing that I see quite often is um, they will have giveaways. They will have giveaways and it'll be like a really awesome gift um, and and it's just costing you that one gift item, but it's also the experience of the giveaway and the excitement. And if you can make it unique, that is even better. But that's also a great way to add to your email marketing campaign is by having them enter. Um, also, uh, contest or any type of games, I should say, that you can do that can create that experience, especially if you're going to be somewhere with kids. Um, Having a really unique game um, is something that can create an impact, especially if nobody else at the trade show or the conference is doing that. It's going to make you look unique. Um, One thing that we did for Bolt Sleekel is we actually had a photo booth. So we had a backdrop printed with the Bold Sleagle logo. Um, and then we I just used my camera on my phone. We had them sign a consent form saying that they weren't going to sue us and we were allowed to use their picture for social media. But then what we did is we had a um, printer that printed the picture right there. So the person was able to get their picture taken with their family or their friends or whoever um, during this event and had something to take home with them. Um, And that was something that was relatively inexpensive as well. Absolutely. So those are some of the medium budget recommendations. So if you are a baller and you're in the high budget category, here are the things to add in. And these are some of the traditional types of marketing that we all were very familiar with before the digital marketing 
came onto the scene in such a huge way. These are the things like billboards, right? Billboards are expensive and they create a brand awareness. They don't necessarily make people pick up the phone and call you right away. But if they are seeing you on a routine basis and the billboard makes an impact on them, it, it can help them over time to remember who you are and give you a call. So billboards are, I put it in the high budget category because they are expensive and the return on investment is low, but it is a way to quickly make people aware that you're there. When I was, when I was sort of in the medium budget category, I did do a billboard as one of the first things I did. And it was pretty much the only paid advertising that I was doing to be able to afford it. But I wanted to quickly have people know that I existed. And it did that. There was people all the time telling me, I've seen your billboard, I've seen your billboard. So it created a name recognition for me. It also created a level of um, uh, what's the, credibility is what I'm looking for. Credibility. Because if you have a billboard, people think, you know, hmm they must be, you know, a big deal. So having the billboard was created credibility for me and uh, gave brand recognition pretty quickly. But it is, they're, they're very expensive and really to do them effectively, you want to have a number of them. And so that, that cost just really adds up. So it's definitely in the high budget category. And I think it's important to note that your billboard is a great opportunity for you to be unique. So a lot of times when we are thinking about our designs, we're looking at what other people are doing. But if you're in a highly competitive field and you're doing everything that everyone else is doing, you're not going to stand out. You're going to blend in with all of the other people who have billboards on the side of the interstate. So if you can take the opportunity to create a very unique design to help make you stand out, um, that is going to increase your likelihood and your, your chances of having a higher return on investment. Another thing that I started doing recently, it's called Carvertize. I don't, it, there may be other brands out there, but that's the one that I know, which is you can have a vehicle, like an Uber driver, uh, for example, or a DoorDash driver. There, you, you hire Carvertize, for example, and they have contracts with the drivers and they wrap the vehicle with your logo and image. And then as these drivers are driving around, you know, delivering their services, your, you know, people are seeing your, your vehicles. So that's another option, especially in, in my town where my office is located, there's only one billboard in the town. Um, and so there's only so much you can do with that. I have that billboard, but it is not, you know, there, that's all there is. So if I want to create more awareness, it's, it's kind of hard. So the Carvertize was something that I added into my marketing budget because those vehicles can be driving around in the town and people can be seeing that. And it definitely increases your visibility. I get calls, I get pictures via text, email of people who have seen the Bolt Legal vehicles driving around. People are seeing them. So it really is a great way to increase your visibility. However, I will say that if the Uber driver is not a good driver, <laughs> that is something to consider because people will call you and complain about yeah. the Uber driver. We've had that. We've had that too, where they call and complain about our driver and we're like, it's not me. 
We didn't do it. But um, I will say that Carver Ties, uh, even though we have had a couple of those calls, they do have a vetting process and they make sure that the, the vehicle has to be a certain age. It can't be, you know, an old beater. It's got, they've got to have five-star rating on their driving. So there's, uh, they, they do vet these people and they're, we have had a couple of issues, but, um, they try to do their best to get quality drivers. Also buses. If there, there are certain demographics that the buses are incredibly successful for, they're huge billboards, basically driving around town. Um, in my town, we don't have a public transportation like that. So it wasn't an option here, but in big cities, particularly, uh, the buses are a great way to also get your image out there. But I put it in the high budget category because it is expensive. The, the buses are expensive. Especially if your target market is that lower income level or mid to lower income level, the people that are going to be most likely using the bus, um, I should say, um, that is a great opportunity for you is getting, getting the buses wrapped because the people who are using the buses are the ones that are going to be really recognizing them and looking out for them. Also, creating a podcast and the podcast or video cast is actually the process itself is inexpensive, but I put it in the high budget category because of the time it takes really, because if you are, if you're a low budget business at this point in your uh, career and you're doing all these other things, the, the podcast really needs to be your focus, you, you kind of have to choose one or the other if you're in the low budget because the podcast has a lot of, a lot involved, a lot of time. You need to be consistent with doing it every week. And Rachel and I set aside a whole day every week to do this. And that's been a huge sacrifice for us, but we're at the places in our career that we can delegate certain things so that we can be here to do this. If I were to have tried to do this podcast five years ago, there's no way I could have really been successful at it because I didn't have the team in place to run the business while I'm here recording. So it is, even though podcasting itself is is inexpensive, the time that it takes from you as the business owner is high. And so I put it in this high budget category because it's probably not realistic for you unless you get to that point. Now, if you decide I'm not going to do all the social media stuff, I'm not going to do all the email stuff. I'm just going to focus on podcasting. Then you could move this to the low budget, low budget, because you're just going to be focusing on the podcast. But Aside from that, if you're just trying to add it in to all the other things and you're trying to do it all yourself, podcast probably isn't going to, you're not going to be able to do it well if your time is divided between so many other things. It's definitely going to be challenging the if you have a team, it's going to make it so much easier because there's all kinds of different aspects to consider from ripping the audio and to, you know, uploading it on the platforms that you're going to be using it, making sure that it's scheduled every week. And then you have, and that's just the podcast management part of it. But then like Brooke had mentioned, you have the social media aspect of it where you're going to be promoting it on social media. So it is, it is, um, time consuming, um, and if you have a team, it's great. Um, or if you can pay somebody, um, that will free up some of your time as well. It's basically a second brand. Yes. It is a, it's a second 
brand a second business. So all of those same things that you have to do to build your business, create an email list, create uh, social media pages, you're now doing it again for your podcast. So it's, it's now two businesses you're running and having to do all of the branding and awareness and marketing for. So that's why I put it in the high budget category because you will need a team either to take over your marketing for your primary business or a team to take over the podcast, but the podcast can only be taken over to some extent because you're the voice of the podcast. So that's why I put it in this category. It's not expensive to have a a podcast or video cast, but to do it well, it takes time. Absolutely. So the next high budget category, and we're getting to the end of our list, is TV commercials. And I'm going to go ahead and and lump into that also streaming site commercials because I've done both. I've done TV, uh, uh, what am I thinking, Uh, cable, cable network commercials. And I've also done streaming sites like Hulu and some of those others. So, but it's high budget. It's to to get your commercial seen out there, you got to pay a certain amount and there's it's expensive and and I personally am not a believer in it being the most effective way to reach your audience it's very hard to track who's seeing you and what what um who's calling you and if they're calling you because of that it's just easier to track a digital click than it is someone who saw a tv ad and it's it does, I will say it does create credibility. When people saw my TV commercial, they were very impressed and thought, you know, wow, this she must be doing great things. But aside from that, I don't think that the TV commercials really make people pick up the phone and call you. I think it's really relative to what your industry is. So for example, Brooke, your industry is kind of difficult because People don't need an attorney unless something happens. True. So you have to wait for that specific life moment to happen where people need you. And the chances of them having that life experience and then automatically seeing your commercial is, you know, very slim. Whereas other industries, I believe, do very well on commercials, um, especially if they're selling products or services and they have a really great commercial. Um, that can showcase either the difference before and after or um, create that emotional connection with the audience. If you are a kid's toy producer, yes, (laughs) then commercials work because once your kid sees that commercial, you're not going to hear the end of it until you buy that that, um, toy. So yes, those work. But nowadays you can fast forward through the commercials most of the time. So I just don't think that they get as much visibility. But um, but if you're if you're on the news channel or sports channel where people are generally watching that live, then that can be a great opportunity through the commercials. But again, it's expensive. And finally, um, our last high budget recommendation. And you want to tell them that one? Yeah. So our our final one in terms of the high budget category is banners in public parks. So this is where you would have a banner with your company logo, name, um, any sort of call to action you want to happen. So your website, your phone number, 
um, maybe even a QR code. Um, you have it printed and then you have it placed in either a public park or a sports field. Um, I've even seen them at some of the public schools where they're on the fences. Um, and, and then there's other paid sponsorships as well. So these are actually inexpensive to do in comparison to the other things in this category. For example, in my town, I think there's seven public parks and I have a banner in each of them and I think it was maybe $250 or something. It was not, it was not expensive, but I put it in this category because unless you are doing really well financially, it's probably not the most effective use of your funds. And so it's kind of that extra icing on top when you're already doing really well just to add more awareness to your business in, in, of, uh, of an already successful business. So if you're just starting out and you're really trying to get the most bang for your buck, putting a banner in a public park or a sports, you know, the, the kids ballpark isn't going to really create that awareness and credibility that you're looking for. So I, I don't recommend it at those budget areas unless, you know, it's your best friend's son's team and you're trying to support them. That's fine. But it's just really not going to be the best use of your limited marketing dollars. So I put it in the high budget category for that reason, not because it's expensive in and of itself. It's really not. It's, it's way less expensive actually than everything else in this category, but I just don't think it's the best use of your funds if you have limited funds. Great. So in summation, I found online a chart that, that told us kind of the best return on investment items, types of marketing, and wanted to share that with you. We already shared that email marketing was at the top, and that's pretty consistent across the board. So if you're not doing email marketing, you want to work on that. Um, second is SEO organic searches. Third is content marketing. Fourth, and content marketing, if you don't know what that means, it's basically education marketing where you're taking videos of yourself or writing articles um, where you're giving away informational snippets of, for example, one for me might be top 10 things to do when you've been in a car accident, something like that, where you're giving an educational piece. That's third on return on investment, and that's free, basically. Yeah. Um, Next is pay-per-click ads is the fourth best return on investment marketing tool. Uh, fifth is social media. Sixth is offline direct marketing. So this is not on the computer, not on the phone. These are things like maybe mailers, newspapers, uh, printed ads, things that are offline. And last is affiliate marketing, which is, you know, paying a uh, influencer. influencer. Yes. Paying an influencer of some sort to promote your product. So hope you find that helpful. Um, wherever you are in your business, whether it's low, medium budget, there is a plan for all of us. So pick and choose what works best for you and your business and let's grow together. We appreciate you and are honored to be on this journey with you. We can't wait to help you to encourage you and show you how to grow personally, professionally, and spiritually. If you found Miss Biz helpful, please leave a review and share with others. You can follow us on social media at Miss Biz Podcast. For legal questions or services, please visit boltslegal.com. And for digital marketing needs, 
please visit boltsmedia.com. Let's get biz done. Thank you.